Good evening, and thank you for tuning into our broadcast as we enter the summer of Fool 182. I'm your host, Shoulder Paz. I don't know about you, but this cycle's Year of the Fool is shaping up to be a great one all across the fifth collide. We only see a few full years in our lifetimes, folks, so make the most of it and have some fun. As always, this cycle marks a year of festivals, competitions, and performances, honoring newness, folly, and marking the first year of our 182nd cycle since the big oops. With her coronation festivities in Crown City complete, the Regent Ray is set to begin her grand tour, starting from the Crownlands to the Good on Wilds, the Cold Breaks, the Thoroughlush, and finally, the Phantom Isles. Across these lands, citizens and factions alike are preparing to receive her with celebration. Speaking of celebration, looks like this year is going to be a popular one for makers, as Years of the Fool always are. With Regent Ray's devotion to the Sun Arcana, it is said by many to be an especially auspicious year for makers to impart upon their offspring vitality and joy, and many creation points are seen as swell in applications. Excitingly, this means extra activity in the many towns and cities that run adjacent to the traditional walkabout trail. While each region prepares to host their events and receive the region and advisor, Troponio Vega is, as always, doing the Year of the Fool best. Champions, artists, and celebrities are pouring into the city eager to gamble, party, and try to get a good view for the spinning of the Wheel of Fortune. As with any Year of the Fool, the Fifth Collide will scrutinize the spin closely as many believe it sets the tone for the entire 22-year cycle. As for this broadcaster, I'll be there live and up close reporting from the top of Risco Tech Tower. See it here first, folks. See it here first, in Trobonia Vega, the neon jungle city that balances crime, luck, hedonism, and law on the edge of a coin. Despite its lawless reputation, each faction maintains a presence here. Spectres hold sermons on every street corner, while in every alleyway scrappers sell drugs and muscle to the royals who come to party and gamble. The cogs come to showcase their technological wonders and to woo wealthy investors. The deep lows come to provide an illusion of order. And the analogs. Well, they say every analog runaway ends up in Trobonio Vega. The city feels as though it's stacked in layers. Glowing vines and massive palm fronds sprouting from every crack, crevice, and skyscraper precipice. Drops of condensation collect on the glass and on the glowing billboard screens, carving glistening paths as they trip down from the canopy level to the pavement far below, refracting the neon lights into a hazy miasma. The androids and humans of Troponia Vega stay up all night, and so do the birds. You're so high up that you can't see the ground from the window of your suite at Riscotech Casino. But you can hear the birds. You find yourself in a Riscotech suite. The room you've been put up in is almost unbearably swank, as all top-floor Riscotech suites are. Three rooms, each with a bed the size of a small swimming pool embedded into the floor. In the bathroom, there is no tub or shower, but an AI-powered blob of warm water that disrobes and engulfingly washes you, finishing you off with a spritz of personalized perfume before returning your clothes cleanly pressed. In the common area, a bar in the back rotates into a DJ station and dance floor at the push of a button. On the wall next to a massive window, a panel of ornate knobs and switches allows you to adjust every little detail of your environment. You could turn the walls see-through if you choose, or create a marvelous jungle tableau. 
The room is crowded with many divine floral arrangements, and a small feast of delicacies local to the Phantom Isles has been laid out for you and your party. Your employer spared truly no expense. Who do you think of the three of you arrived first in the room? Uh, I feel like I feel like Crater's pretty punctual. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm very punctual. Celestine wouldn't be going anywhere around here first, not without Crater. Well, Crater, as you enter the room, what do we see? So what you see is a seven foot six steam android. Very tall, very broad shouldered, a very big menacing looking creature. As you're looking at him more closely, you'll see that he looks rather old, where his bolts that are holding his limbs together are pretty rusted over at this point. His torso is essentially the size of a boiler. It's a large cylindrical shape with some blotchy black marks on it, which makes it look like it has been burned over years and years and years, and he looks rather hot to the touch. His head is most likely the size and general shape of a milk crate, and in there is two sunken LED lights for eyes that are giving off a faint blue color right now. If I were to lick my finger and put it on Crater, would it make a like It would do that, and then you'd have an annoying blister on your finger for like two months afterwards. Golly. Spicy. Okay, so you arrive and you check out the room. It is, it's maybe you're arriving after going out briefly. Um, It is the night of the event. Um, So maybe you were in here before, you took a quick walk around, or maybe you're arriving here for the first time. But in either case, you find yourself in this incredibly swank room. Holy shit, this is swanky, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Great, that's perfect. Uh, (laughs) We got it. We got it. As you say that, who wants to go next? If Celestine arrives a little after Crater, I definitely think that like he arrives with the assistance of some hotel staff because he's definitely gotten <laughs> lost. This is way too big for him. He's never seen anything like this before. And so someone had to show him to his room. Thank you very much. I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to help me here today. And, uh, you know, I, I feel mighty embarrassed if I'm honest. I, you know, I've been here before and then, well, I, I wandered away and plum got lost. But uh, here you go. Here's for your time. And then I just like try to give him way too much money as a tip. Um, exactly how much? I'm sorry. All I've got on me here is about 15 gold. But if, you, if you'd like it, you can have it. This is a big city and there's not a lot of friendly faces. And you've done me a nice service here. So here you are. Uh, most generous of you, sir. Have yourself a good night. (laughs) Celestine walks into the room and I I think he sort of like just looks around at all of the swank and is just a little bit uncomfortable, goes and finds what is probably the least comfortable chair in the room, just finds like something that's supposed to probably be like a step stool or something like that, not really any cushioning and sets himself up near the window and sits on it. It's still comfy. This is not what I'm used to. Crater, I, I do thank you for bringing me along here. So Celestine, as he sits down, you see he is uh, as different looking from Crater as he could be. They're both androids, but where Crater is huge, seven foot six, big and sort of rough and tumble, as a Gears android and a young Gears android, Celestine is slender. If he was a human with muscle, you'd call him lean. And he's only about 5'6". Makes him tall for a Gears android, but, like, significantly shorter than Crater and, you know, most other people. His joints move smoothly. He's a, you know, he's a new android, but uh, he's still got the kind of stiff walk of a cowboy, the kind of cowboy strut. 
and he he dresses the part of a cowboy. From the boots up, he's complete cowboy. Brown leather, dusty, worn boots with little gears where there should be spurs. <laughs> Got brown leather chaps over top of faded blue jeans. A belt, brown leather belt with a shiny metal disc as a belt buckle. He's got a vest of worn brown leather. And underneath that vest is a very nicely pressed, very loud floral blouse that belong to his maw. Around his neck, he's got a deep purple bandana with white stars embroidered on it. And he wears a, a white cowboy hat that's just a bit too big for his head. He wears a pair of gun holsters on his hips. One of them is completely empty and the other one is full of stalks of wheat. <laughs> for chewing, of course, for chewing. And strapped to his back, he typically would carry around a rusted old machete from the farm and a surprisingly like fancy looking shiny chrome hubcap. He sort of straps to his back, but I'm not sure what our situation is in terms of like carrying weapons into the casino yeah y'all are have been given temporary platinum patron status so you can have your weapons on you all right well that's celestine i think he he sits down and, and tries to get himself as comfortable as he can in this too soft kind of room um and uh and just goes to crater like crater i uh as i said I, I i do appreciate you inviting me along you know i don't know really anyone else in town and i'm not sure what i'd be doing tonight if i wasn't here with you but wish i knew why we were doing this and i mean uh, don't get me wrong i'm not ungrateful for all you've done for me i i, I probably wouldn't be alive without you i i owe you everything nobody's been kind to me like you have since i i left mom paul's farm but uh this this business that we're doing i mean look i'm young and there are things that i don't know as you well know that you know some things that I'm not aware of because of the trouble with my thinker, but... Uh, your, your thinker's just fine, man. That is very kind of you to say, and that means a great deal to me, I, I will have you know. But one of the things that I do know is that in most cases, theft is frowned upon. So why are we doing this? You know, it's definitely not the most legal of jobs to be doing, but I do think that at the end of the day, this is probably going to help both you and I out more than you can really think. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a net positive. And I don't know, man, like, it's just some rich people. Like, we're not really on their side, are we? Crater, you know that I'm on your side no matter what. And if you say that this is just going to be positive and no one's really going to get hurt, then... Mm, uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that, but... Uh, oh, well... I'm confused and troubled. I would like to think that, you know, if we're just taking something from folk that have a lot, then perhaps they won't miss it. Yeah. No, and like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's insurance in this kind of thing, you know? Insurance, right. Yeah. Right. Insurance. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what, Crater? I plumb forgot about the insurance. And I feel a lot better now that you've reminded me. Thank you very much. Um, I think as you're sort of having this conversation, our last character walks down the hall and then enters the room. All right. So Riot walks into the room slowly and deliberately with complete ease of being in this room full of people. She stops at the doorway in a very flattering pose and stretches her body, kind of inviting the eyes of everybody around her. And then she ignores them all and walks right into the room <laughs> <laughs> with a very certain and powerful walk, kind of like a lion. This character, in my mind, is an unbelievably hot 
modded human with long dark hair done up in a high ponytail with a piece of hair always falling over her one left eye. She has a casual but watchful gaze that misses nothing and a pretty much constant smirk. There are robotic elements permeating her entire left side, including a mechanical left arm. She's currently wearing party attire, which involves uh, a purple skin-tight floor-length dress with a slit up to her hip and a small but heavy-duty pack strapped to her thigh. And it's unclear what's in there, but there's a vibe as though there could be ammunition, money, illegal material, who knows what else is in there. And she makes a beeline through the room full of people towards Crater and Celestine. So she's got the slit in her dress and you can see the, like, she's put the pack on the slit side so it pokes through. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ugh. badass. I yeah. Love. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not only your mind that she is unbelievably hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will just clarify that this is your, it's like your sleeping quarters at Briscotech. So there aren't, um, there aren't other people in here. It's just, uh, oh. It's just the three of you. Yeah, so but that was just a show for Celestine and I, pretty much. Yeah, totally. That was quite the show. How's it going, lover boys? Oh, you know, hanging loose. So uh, it's it's good to see you again. Thanks, uh, thanks for showing up on time. As Critter looks down at his wrist. <laughs> Sorry. Celestine immediately <laughs> stands up the moment she enters the room on his feet, hat off. <laughs> <laughs> the gentleman. Who's this one? Ma'am, my name is uh, Celestine Wanderoff. I expect you are Riot. Crater has told me a... Uh, a great deal about you and uh, uh i just want to say it is a it is an absolute pleasure to make your acquaintance and that uh, any friend of craters is a friend of mine so i'm at your service oh so cute you're wonderful <laughs> i'm so happy that you're here thank you for getting this together crater wayne it's been a while it has been a while has it not mm-hmm. i haven't really known this young gentleman for very long at this point but i think he's going to be a trustworthy little guy for us like he's he's so loyal look at his face a face like that could never betray us right he's got a great face i feel good about this i have no intention of betraying you with my face or any other part of my body (laughs) (laughs) that's the attitude son i think uh, celestine sits up a little straighter when crater calls him son (laughs) uh riot do we have a timetable we need to be following for tonight so i I guess i should tell you about where i got this information right is that something you'd want to know to feel comfortable i mean I'm sure it'd be useful information for sure. (laughs) Okay. So um, my person is uh, a very lofty member of the royal court by the name of Lux Booker, the curationist. You know, he gives me all kinds of diplomatic immunity at parties. I'm usually his go-to for any kind of sourcing that he needs for parties, for people to have a good time. And he gave me this info on this job that I think will be in all of our best interests to accomplish. And it involves a main item that's going to be at the auction after the spinning of the Wheel of Fortune. We're going to be leaving Riscotech with it, and we'll be taking it to Demands Jr. in Aquaketch for our reward. So as far as timetable goes, I feel like possibly getting to the auction area before the spinning of the wheel takes place so that we can get this main item and get the heck out of there would be in our best interest. Sorry, 
uh, forgive me. This is my first my first time really at a big event here in Triple Neo Vega. What exactly is the spinning of the Wheel of Fortune? That's a good question. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> so the spinning of the Wheel of Fortune is basically, it's just a symbolic gesture at the top of every year. It's done at like exclusive parties like you're at right now. But the idea is that they spin the wheel and it lands on one of the archetypes, it lays the basis for how the year is going to go. If it's like the Empress or the Lovers, it might be a good year for like harvest and, and things like that. However, at the beginning of the cycle, which is where you are now, you're in the Fool year, this spin also is thought to dictate how the whole cycle is going to go. So it's an especially clutch spin this year. Why don't you make a history check for, for us? Does anybody? First roll. Yeah, yeah, anybody who wants to. First roll of the campaign. History is not my strong suit. A natural one. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wow. You're kidding. Your first roll? The, the first roll. The first roll the first of the roll. campaign is a natural oh one. That's foreboding. I got a 19, so okay, there we go. better. Significantly better. Um, so, yeah. Riot, you probably like you probably know this and have, have been thinking about it since you've known about this event coming up. You know things like a long time ago, there was one cycle where it started on the tower, and that was some of the worst warfare the world had seen. The last cycle was uh, the Fool. Mm-hmm. So the last 22 years have been like 22 years of revelry, um, like basically big, big party vibes in the last cycle. And all of these spins could very much be attributed to like science, like, you know, good harvest happen. People go into war, people party a lot, you know, it's almost like a superstition mm-hmm. with a lot of coincidences. Amazing. So everybody will be there watching that. Yeah, there's going to be like a sort of a, there's going to be like a watch party and then it's also broadcast um, like over Pip. So I feel like that's our sweet spot to enter the display room from the casino floor. So to get in there, we're going to be needing a key card 001. This key card can be found on a lanyard around the MC's neck. The display room is guarded by a non-sentient bot called Pentadrone, um, so keep an eye out for him. We're going to have to disable key abilities as the best course of action there. I think watch out for a noisy alarm that I've heard down there, uh, as well as possibly some other non-sentient smaller bots uh, that are also guarding the area. That should be no problem. The chamber containing the main item is much more precarious. Laser force fields, the whole works. Uh, so... We're going to have to figure that out as we go, but I have faith in our little party. The main item that we're looking for is a small statue of a dog. A dog. Yes. What, may I ask, is so valuable about this statue of this little dog? Like, is it like a really cute dog? I mean, if it's a really cute dog, then I'm going to have trouble giving it up. I don't ask questions. I just get the money. So the best case scenario when we get that item is to just walk out of the chamber, walk out of the display case, and take the elevator down to the vehicle and get out. But things could go awry, so uh, I guess we should take this moment to steal ourselves, because our moment's coming up pretty quick. Speaking of your vehicle, um, you all notice that there is a small wrapped box with like a little piece of twine on it in the center table of this room. I'm assuming this present is for is for one of us, eh? I think you should open it. Be my guest. Uh, right? How, how, about, how, about, how about you do the honors? You're the one who got us into this situation. Fine. I go over and I reach to the thigh on the other side of my dress and get out a small dagger. 
and open up the package. You open it up and you find enclosed three earpieces. Oh, dope. You also have 500 complimentary chips, which have been given in this box for the casino. Celestine, you would have the key fob for the vehicle. It basically, once you press it, it acts as a, um, what's the word I'm looking here for, B? Like a valet? Yeah, it's like a valet bot. (laughs) Sorry. So the key fob activates like a valet bot, which will bring your vehicle close to where you need to be. And you find probably Riot and and Crater would recognize this. Uh, You find three one-time doses of drop silver. Drop silver. It's sort of a variant of Quicksilver, which is a, it's a common drug found on the Fifth Collide. Drop silver has a special property which allows you to basically land safely from a very high fall. Sick. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Okay, cool. Just in case. And uh, like Quicksilver, it is applied by, it's like a sticker, and you put it on your body. Amazing. Like a patch. I think while Riot is opening the package and they're inspecting it, um, uh, Celestine is uh, is sitting there and uh, rolling himself a joint with some of Mom Pa's uh, good weed. <laughs> you better make sure you go easy on that stuff, bud. Like, we do have a big night. Ms. Riot said we would we were meant to steal ourselves for what's to come, so th- that, is, that is what I intend to do. Would, would you all like some? <laughs> well that's uh that's that's crickets sounds like more for me while we're all talking here uh crater i i must admit that what what miss riot has just described is a sight more complicated than i was expecting i i thought we were gonna come and take a thing and be on our way the end bit where we just drive like hell out of town that that makes some sense to me but the rest of this this is this is terribly complex. Well, I, I think I think you'll find out once we get going. It's probably gonna be fine. Like at worst, we gotta fight some robots in a corridor somewhere. But like otherwise, I think we're just gonna be leaning on a riot to go up and steal a key card and like fancy her way through some some conversations with some rich folks, and then <laughs> we'll grab a dog and be out of here like it's like it's nothing. Greater, if you're confident, then uh, of course, naturally, I trust you, uh, Ms. Riot. I feel it's only fair to let you know that Greater asked me to come to be your driver and that I most certainly can do but the rest of this is quite new to me we could always use a little extra muscle so come along you'll learn some things muscle mm-hmm. sure M- muscle absolutely ma'am muscle so how long do we have until the wheel happens the spinning it's like maybe like 4 p.m ish like early afternoon uh, early evening rather um so you definitely have some time you can use this time to make any plans that you want to you basically covered everything that is going to happen in the heist. The only extra thing that I'll add that you would all know is that you've been told that there's uh, two people of note that will be attending the event. So that's a uh, prominent analog partier and an old specter preacher. This information has been given to you as two people who are have histories of like bringing interesting things to this sort of party. They might be of use to you if you want to talk to them, want to see what they have to say, want to see what they have, like that sort of thing. I feel like our first move is getting that key card. Are we expecting the MC who's wearing this fob to be like already in action by the time we get downstairs? Or you think we should hit him before he gets up on stage and is visible to everybody? I think probably before. I think he'll be milling around. I've seen him before. Crater, when you say hit him, are we, are you going to, are you going to hit them? Hit them? Because uh, like, I've seen you hit people and it's, well, it's dramatic. Yeah, no, no, like, no, no, no. I, I'm going to, I'm going to contain myself. I'm more here just to help Riot along as she does her sneaky bullshit. 
and maybe lifts a card, I think is probably the best way to go about this. But if anyone causes any trouble, you know, as the great Limp Biscuit used to say, like, I'm not scared to break shit. <laughs> Bless you. Celestine sort of like under his breath is just like Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> All right. This philosopher uh, Limp Biscuit is very interesting. Is there a place that I can find one of his books? I'm sure there's an HMV somewhere in town here. Celestine looks more confused, but like in a way that's like other people know a lot of things that I don't. Celestine, uh, roll a d20 for me. Don't add anything to it. That's a six. Okay. Um, so if it were an 11 or higher, Sir Limp Biscuit would have been in attendance at this party. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it for this Damn. event. He's busy. Well, that is a shame. I will have to make my way back to Trouble Neo Vega to, to bend the ear of Mr. Biscuit at some point. He's got HMVs to run. <laughs> Okay, we are getting off topic. All right, so we go downstairs, we locate the MC. Riot, you do your thing. You lift that card off his neck. Like No problem. Potentially, we could cause a distraction if need be, but you seem like you're pretty good with your hands. It won't be an issue. I love the confidence, kid. <laughs> do we have access to a map by chance? Yeah, you've been given a map. You you know the general layout. It's basically a big room where the like event is being held, and then the north end of the event is where you need to go to get to like the main room the display room rather so we head to the casino floor we have these chips we might as well use them well i mean uh, i I suppose uh if y'all are willing to show me how to how to play what they play here no problem I feel like you're going to get a kick out of this. Yeah. Like in my experience, kid, you walk up to the first table you see, get all the money that you own to your life and then bet it all on black and just see what happens. All on black. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Sir, this is poker. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Do either of you have any fancy ideas about dealing with this? What did you call the pentadrone in this hallway? That's going to probably give us some trouble. Well, I do have one major thought and I um, kind of like unlatch something in my shoulder with the move of my right arm. This is my mechanic arm and it flips out into a full on what I call my firearm, but it's um, <laughs> a double barreled pistol that becomes oh, my left arm. What? So this is my go to. Oh, my stars. I have never seen the like. All right. I, I think I think we're in good hands here then. That is exceptional. <laughs> Ms. Riot, you, you continue to surprise and impress. I've known you for all of five minutes and I am, you know, floored. <laughs> I like this one. It's a good first go to, but uh, I feel like between the three of us, this thing won't be a problem. So perhaps we take it tour around the around the casino get the lay of the land as it were and i don't know see what our exits look like and Mm -hmm. y'all seem to have this well in hand without me but if you if you need some sort of lookout or whatnot i'm of course at your disposal i feel like there might be some interesting folks to meet down there as well salicine if if you want to be learning this lifestyle i'm glad to take you on my wing here this is big first job but We'll get your feet wet. Well, I mean, Crater, I I feel like you've been preparing me for something like this, having me, you know, make the deliveries that you've been asking me to make, all that medicine that you've been having me deliver to those nice folks who don't feel so well. Packages of medicine that I'm not supposed to open, of course, but... You should never open those packages. And and I never have, and I never will. 
Well, should we uh, have at her then there, Phyllis? Yeah, follow your lead, Ms. Riot. Yeah, let's do it. Beautiful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pop my earpiece in, too. Oh, yeah, let's do that first. Yeah, Celestine puts his earpiece in and his rolled joint behind his ear, and we'll save it for later. The earpieces are, once they get put in your ear, and they, um, they work in androids. Just, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm assuming there's an ear hole on the side of my head. That's fine. Yeah. In any case, once you put them in, they become nearly invisible. Perfect. You can tell that once you move up to big distances, you'll be able to hear each other and communicate um, even when you're far away. Sick. Sweet. All right, let's Ocean's Eleven this bitch. Let's go downstairs. <laughs> Y'all exit your suite and make your way to the elevator, which is a clear tube. And in fact, as you enter it, you realize it faces inward towards a massive casino floor far below you. As you descend, you realize the elevators themselves form a complicated network of paths along each wall, traveling not only straight up and down, but horizontally and diagonally as well. The pieces moving constantly as they hurdle guests from one end of Riscotech to another. But this is but one of Riscotech's many casino floors. And in fact, this is the uppermost level typically reserved for the wealthiest patrons and most exclusive events, like the event you're attending tonight. Finally, the elevator reaches the casino floor and the doors open with a rush of humid tropical air. Welcome to Riscotech. Welcome to your big win. Our accepted currencies and daily exchange rates are available at the Guest Services Kiosk. Today's lucky numbers are 11, 47, and the first seven digits of high. Unless registered in our Platinum Patrons program, please leave your weapons with the Master of Arms. Welcome to Riscotech. We are not liable. Briscotech. We have no limit. Play to win it. Welcome to Riscotech. Welcome to your big win. So you reach the casino level and disembark. And you see that the floors are black and glistening. Though they feel stable under your feet, it appears to be moving in slow, sparkling waves. Like your suite, this place is absolutely dripping with greenery, and real birds fly from vine to vine. Deco drones fly overhead, playing music, doling out compliments, and contributing to the neon mood lighting, yes, but also surveying, recording, and reporting every detail to the floor manager and MC. Hardly high stakes, uh, and despite your intel, Harley is uh, a she. <laughs> and above it all, suspended and rotating on some invisible platform floats the fabled Wheel of Fortune. On each segment of the wheel, an image of one of the archetypes glows and casts a soft neon light on the gamblers and revelers below. It's a large room. It's full of people. They look absolutely exceptional both android and human alike the stench of wealth is all around you as is the stench of hedonism yeah the floor is yours <laughs> so would you say that like we could assume that most of these people are royals too or is this like common folk at this event as well there are certainly not expected to be a lot of common folk here but not necessarily all royals just people who would have business getting an invitation to such an important event so there's probably some important cogs here who are like romancing some royal investors with their latest ideas for a technological marvel but basically anybody who's here like is somebody who's who mm -hmm. i think celestine is just like just just a bit shocked i don't think he's like seen 
seen this many people with this kind of wealth gathered in one sort of small place in in his memory. So he's just sort of like doesn't really know what to do first and is sticking very close to Crater. You want to take a take a walk around here, see if we see anybody of note? Yeah. Are you looking for anything in particular? I think we're looking for MC first off. Yeah. And then like in our in our docket for this, keeping an eye out for those two people that we said were of importance. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't everybody give me a perception roll? Woo, Please, woo. not a natural one. Oh, damn. I'm rolling <laughs> quite well. I want to play D&D. That's a 23 for Celestine. Oh, shit. 19 for me. Oh, That's my God. That's an 11 for Crater. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry, buddy. I got your bag. Let's start with you, Celestine. What is it that you're in particular looking for? I don't know that Celestine's got, like, like a thing that he's looking for. I think he's just trying to, like, take it all in and make some sense of it. All right. Well, you're looking around the room, Celestine, and a couple of things stick out at you. You do notice uh, one other cowboy hat over at the bar, and <laughs> you notice it because it is, like way bigger than yours um somehow sitting on top of a human's head although their back is to you but they seem to be like gesticulating (laughs) somewhat drunkenly from the bar another thing that catches your eye i mean the wheel right like it's it's floating like above the crowd it looks like super majestic that's a majestic wheel up there Riot looking through the room, passing over the tables. There's, you know, gamblers sitting at various poker, blackjack, baccarat tables. And making the circuit of the room, you see an android torso atop a unicycle wheel um, on the shorter side, uh, a Gears android. And as she sort of cycles through the room, she's boosting herself a little bit higher and a little bit lower if needed. And her face is on a swivel. And as it swivels, you can see it cycle through a couple of different expressions. So her face like rolls. You see like a super cheerful one and then a really watchful one for a second. Then right back to cheerful as she looks to someone and waves. This is Harley High Stakes. And she's doing her round. She's schmoozing. um, And her rose gold color torso and wheel are accented with ornate jewels of all colors. Damn crater it's a little uh busy in here and intense and you're just getting this like big rush of noise and sound basically it's loud (laughs) (laughs) this harley high stakes is this someone who's kind of an authoritative figure oh sorry yes harley high stakes is the mc oh okay gotcha okay that's an important can't you tell from the name (laughs) 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 what other job would she have so i think what i want to do here and i'm turning to I guess I don't turn to the other two. I speak with my earpiece. I want to keep an eye on Harley high stakes there, but I don't want to act just yet. I feel like if we can time ourselves perfectly, we can bide our time and get comfortable in here so we know the lay of the land. I want to find this one analog partier in here who's a high better. So everybody keep their eye out for that person and keep an eye as well on Harley High Stakes. Do I know what I'm looking for? What does this this analog person look like? Good question. Uh, They'll probably not have anything too, uh, you know, geary or fancy on. With your 20-whatever perception from earlier, you realize that uh, when you saw the cowboy hat person, uh, (laughs) you also heard them yell out like, Yeah! Oh, so so we had nailed it on our first try, and we're just standing here twiddling our thumbs. Okay. I feel like um, Celestine, you might have a bit of a connection here. If you if you think so, I, I I certainly wouldn't mind going to have a chat with a fellow cowboy hat wearing individual. Uh, clearly, we have 
a lot in common. And I'm sure that would be a stimulating conversation. Off I go. <laughs> I tip my hat to Riot and uh, and and Crater, and then I and I and I just saunter right off to the bar. I think as as Celestine walks off, I might just turn to Riot real quick and be like, oh, mm-hmm. "God, he's such a he's such a sweet little boy, eh?" Oh, he's a gentle bot. You know, I think he's so green, but I. Th- I think it's a good gamble. I think he's, you know, he's going to be good. I think it's probably best if we don't tell him absolutely everything. Like I didn't, I didn't really disclose to him that every other scrapper had turned down this job before him. Right. Because he's so naive, I think probably the less he knows, probably for the better for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, I'm fine to just keep it between you and me if that's okay with you. I think it's the best plan of action for now. Yeah. All right. No problem. Lips are sealed. So for now, I'm going to keep an eye on Harley Highstakes. I'm just going to do a little bit of a mill, but keep me updated in the earpiece. For sure. I think I'll turn and maybe just take a stroll around the floor here and look for bodyguards or security that might be lurking against the walls and just kind of see where everyone's standing. Okay. So Riot, you're going to sort of like low key tail uh, Harley. Um Crater, you're doing like a sweep of the room trying to sort of get a get a read on security. And Celestine's going over to chat with uh, Cowboy Hat. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let's follow Celestine first. So you make your way through the room. Occasionally a person will notice you and like look down with a bit of a smile. You make your way up to the bar and this person's got their back to you and they're gesturing. Pardon me, sir, but that is an extremely large hat. <laughs> I'm quite impressed. Where did you get a hat like that? turns around really slowly and then spits on the ground like right in front of you <laughs> it's uh, some hat you got there uh well i i thank you it it was a gift it was a gift from my ma so uh just two hat lovers here huh well that's what i figured i mean i saw you from across the room i saw you with that glorious hat and i knew that you and i were you know, kindred spirits, uh, you know, that we had uh, we had much to talk about. So I figured I'd come on over and introduce myself. Celestine Wanderoff, how do you do? <clears throat> uh, name's Yeehaw McGraw. <laughs> now that, that is a name I will not soon forget. Spits on the ground again. Mr. McGraw, do you have some sort of malfunction with your salivary glands? You seem to be spitting on the floor of this place. <laughs> just, just yeehaw is fine, son. Uh, but no, I just, uh, you know, what they serve around here is just, it's not quite what I'm used to. It's a little bit too flowery if you, if you get what I'm putting down. I feel like I do. I, I, I've had, uh, I've had a few beverages since I've landed myself in Troponia Vega, and uh, none of them quite have the same earthiness, that same dirty bite. Uh, I, I should say, of uh, of Mom and Paul's moonshine. So I, I feel like I do understand your predicament. Make a persuasion check. With advantage. <laughs> 14. Oh my god. Finally, I get to talk to someone who knows what's what around here because... Oh man, everybody's so tight, everybody's so wound up, everybody's just like on some sort of high up horse and ah, just, it is refreshing to talk to you. So uh, where are you from and uh, who'd you know to get in here? Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm not from, uh, not from around here. I haven't been in Tropa Nia Vega very long. I uh, was staying with my ma and pa in the, uh, you know, little farm out in a small dusty town in the good on wilds and... Uh, you know, found my way here, and, uh, well, I, I suppose I came with my friend Crater back there, and I just, like, wildly point to, <laughs> to Crater, as I'm sure he's trying to not be noticed, but I'm just like, right over there, that fellow right there, that's 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 my friend Crater Wayne. Fuck now, uh, <laughs> you say you're from the good on wilds. Well, that is where I was when I 
Before I came here, yes. Mm-hmm. He like looks up and down, kind of clocks that you're a Gears android. Interesting. And uh, well, what what have you come here to find? Well, sir, that that is a nebulous question. I suppose you could say that I've come here to find myself, if it's not too pretentious to say so. <laughs> I would say that it is, but I'm still into it. <laughs> he orders two more drinks uh, and gets one for himself and passes one to you. Well, sir, that is uh, that is mighty kind of you. Here, uh, let me uh, allow me to reimburse you for your kindness, and I, I take one of my chips and give it to him. <laughs> this is uh i think it's worth a bit more you know what never mind so your your mom and pa did they give you uh did they give you this whatever you came with to uh to to find yourself give me i'm sorry give me what are uh well you got some chips there obviously you came with something oh i mean these are yeah, uh, these are from Crater, uh, my friend Crater back there, right over there. You see him over there? That that big fella right there, you can't miss him. Yeah, no, he gave me the chips. <laughs> well, I must say it was just a delight speaking with you. Maybe we'll uh, see each other at a table, play a game. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, all right, I, I, I'm getting the sense that this conversation is over for you, and uh, I, uh, I respect that. And before it becomes awkward, I will take my leave. Um, he doesn't say anything more, but he just does turn back to the bar. Celestine uh, tips his hat to him, even though he's not looking at him, and then wanders <laughs> away. Just hands in his pockets, just wanders away looking at stuff. <laughs> okay, let's cut over to Riot. So you're sort of given like a easy pursuing of Harley High Stakes as she like makes her way around the room. Um, And as you kind of ease closer and closer, you can hear that, like, every table she passes, she knows somebody. She's giving, like, smiles and salutes and waves. And as her expression, like, cycles through from, like, big smile to bigger smile to, like, impressed look, every now and then it cycles to, like, a shrewd glance across the room at a floor manager who, like, you know, snaps to attention and, like, goes scurrying across the room with, like, a you know, a tray of chips for somebody. It seems like she's just very busily at work, both minding her staff and taking care of the guests. Okay, I tap on my, or I get my earpiece going. Uh, I feel like the time might be right to move sooner rather than later. How does everybody feel about that? The only thing that we really need to be worried about is if she notices that the card's missing. So mm-hmm. so we have to move fast. Yeah. Well, I've finished my conversation. It was very pleasant. So I am no longer otherwise engaged. I'm ready for whatever you need, Ms. Riot. Well, listen, I think she's going to be here for a while. She seems to be involved with the guests. Why don't we play a game? Hey, where, yeah. where we bet it all on black? Is that... <laughs> I mean, why not? Celestine, I, I saw I saw that you made a friend over there too. So uh, why don't why don't we bring him involved? Maybe try and get some of his money. Oh, um, well, I, I suppose I could. He did seem to be finished speaking to me, and uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, perhaps one of y'all would prefer to speak to him yourself. The gentleman's name was Yeehaw McGraw, which I thought was a very colorful name, and he had a colorful personality to match. <laughs> um, I. Uh, uh, we spoke for a little while, and he seemed uh, friendly enough, if uh, a bit, I don't know, judgy. Is that is that an unkind thing to say? <laughs> it's not unkind if it's true. So is there a table somewhat close to where he was sitting? Is he, he, he was at a bar, right? So if you take a look over at where Yeehaw was sitting, there are a few blackjack tables. Two of them are quite full. One of them has like two or three people sitting at it. The hands seem to be moving like kind of slower at that table because there's there's one android that's kind of seems to be like 
talking quite a bit. I was more asking that to see if there's one in earshot of him. Oh, I see. I gotcha. Okay, yeah, I would say that, like, there's definitely a blackjack table within earshot of, of Yeehaw. Like, he'd have his back facing it, but... Okay. Well, guys, it looks like there's a, there's a table over there that has a few open spots. Why don't we just meet up over there? Sounds good to me. Celestine is carrying his chips in his hands in front of him, just, like, <laughs> looking around, like, an obvious, absolute newbie to a casino, just, like, what what do I what do I do with all of these? Where do I, where do I put them? Yeah, and I think, like, as I'm walking closer to the table, I'll follow Celestine's lead and just be like, oh, fuck, buds, I don't really know how to play any of these games. I have too much money here. What am I going to do with all of this? <laughs> okay, so you, <laughs> you're making a huge noise of, like, all of the money that you have um, as you sit down. And that does kind of like perk up Yeehaw's ears as you take a seat at what turns out to be a blackjack table. The dealer is like, would you like me to deal you in, sir? Uh, yeah, please. Table for three seats, two seats. Oh, I, I, I will play as well. And I just like dump my chips on the table. Is this is this enough to play? Can I, am I able to sit here? Uh, the dealer calls the pit boss over so, and like slowly stacks the freaking chips like into order for you and pushes them back towards you. Please keep the table clear, sir. I do apologize. I'm so sorry. This is my first time in such a place and I I, I, I do not know the customs around here. And then I give the, the, the person who stacked my chips a chip as a tip. Thank you very much, sir. Hits it, puts it in the tip, chip, drip. Tray. <laughs> <laughs> What's the minimum bet here? Minimum bet is $25. As uh, your dealer says that, you look down and realize that all of your chips are $25 each. What a fucking surprise. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm in two. I put two down. I feel like I've been overpaying the staff. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to engage in a game of heads up blackjack, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Closest to 21 wins, over 21 busts. Um, everyone puts in 25 minimum to start and grab yourselves a D12. The dealer, as you sit down, is like, thank you for joining me. Uh, my name is Boy Bakara. Bakara is my specialty. Tonight I'm dealing blackjack. And as he says that, he like looks over at like MC Harley high stakes and Harley just sort of like sixth sense like looks over with like a momentary sour flash expression and then flips back to happy. And uh, Boy Bakara sighs and is like, all right, uh, $25 bets in, please. Yeah, definitely put my bet in. Yep, sure. All right, so everyone's in for 25 Everyone roll a D12 for your first card and say it out loud. And everybody, make sure you're keeping track of this. Everyone else's cards. Nine. Seven. Twelve. Okay, so the 10, 11, and 12 are all going to be worth 10 for this game. Cool. And now we're going to do our first round of betting. Riot, it starts on you. Minimum bet is 25. I'll put 50. Woo, okay. 50 to call. Uh, Celestine definitely looks at Crater and is like, what What should I do? Is this good? Do I, ha- do, do I have a good a good card? Should I should I spend the money? Crater, what should I do? You're, you'll be fine. Trust your gut. I throw it in. Yes, that is a fantastic strategy. I'll call as well. Three calls at $50. And so we're all going to roll another D12, everybody. Second card. Six. Five. It's a one. Okay, so a one in this case is an ace or an 11. So one or 11. It's totally up to you. But it's actually a really excellent card to get. Boy Bakra is just like, uh, the lady is sitting at 15. We have 13 in the middle seat and 10 or 20 in the anchor seat. Betting action is on you, madam. And he points to Riot. I guess 
25? A minimum bet from the lady. <laughs> 25 to call to you. Any points to Celestine? I just immediately look at Crater. Whoop. I nod. Throw it in. To you, sir? 500. <laughs> okay, so you're going all in. You don't have 500 left because that's what you started with. We'll just say that all of your 500 is in the pot now. And with that, you see Yeehaw like really turn around and start to like watch the hand and maybe even like walk up a little bit behind y'all. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. The Yeehaw of awe. This game is so fun. I have no idea what I'm doing. We have an all in bet of 500. Uh, Madam, do you call? No. <laughs> all right. Uh, Madam is folding the 15. An excellent call, Madam. And you, sir? Well, uh, I mean, I've never played this game before, but I, I've seen Ma and Pa play bridge with their friends, and this seems to me to be uh, to be one of those moments where you need to know when you're beat. And uh, as, uh, as Pa says, when you're beat, just chuck in the cards and cry. And so I think I will do that. The philosophizing was very welcome, sir. Thank you. Excellent hand. And the pot goes to you, sir, and just pushes, like, the the chips. Most of the chips are your 500, but you also receive, let's see, uh, 275. 275 extra of your friend's chips. Oh, oh wow. This, this, this game is fun. We should keep playing this. Is, is Yeehaw looking like he wants to join at any point? He moved closer, and he's standing behind the table. It almost looks like he's, like, waiting for you guys to, like, finish up your hand. And a very exciting hand shall we play another my friends i'm in yeah i'm i'm in if you're in but this is fun let's uh sure of course well this looks like the most fun that i've seen in this entire party so uh i think i'll be joining as well well it is mighty nice to see you again yeehaw and yourself boy bakara like looks at yeehaw like a little bit nervous like uh excellent very good uh four players for the next hand Mr. McGraw, very nice to see you again. Shall we uh, start off on a, on a fresh foot from last time? Are you addressing me? Of, of course not, sir. Of course not. Uh, he's been getting a sharp look from Harley across the room, but he does look very sweaty. Can I roll some sort of insight check to see like what the deal is between the dealer and Yeehaw? Yeah, roll me an insight. Uh, it's a nine. Even with a nine, you recognize the look of a service industry employee who's just like not excited to see an overzealous uh, patron. All right. Why don't you just uh, settle down and deal them cards? Yes, that is uh, that is what I am being paid to do. Thank you, sir. Mr. Yeehaw, they're just doing a job. There's no there's no need for that kind of attitude. We're all yours to have some fun. You know, let's let's play some cards. And uh, I I assume that you're the uh, caretaker of this young gentleman. Oh, is that what he called me? Oh, that's uh, that's selling it short. This is, uh, this is a very good friend of mine, Mr. Yeehaw, This is the friend I was telling you about. This is this is crazy. Yes, yes. He is, uh, he's, yes, uh, yes. Looking out for me. That, yeah. Yes, that is my real name. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Celestine. Yes. Well, what? Yeah. No, of course, of course it is. Why? Well, I, I wouldn't. I don't understand. No, of course. Yes, we all don't understand, says Boy Bakara and lays down the first card. So we're all putting in twenty-five more. Yeah, twenty-five to start. Four for me. I also got a four. Uh, that's an 11, so I guess that's a 10. Yeehaw got a three. Okay, first betting round starts with Riot. 50. Bet of 50. Uh, well, I mean, this 10 here is better than my seven was the last time, and I uh, I paid 50 for that, so I, I think by that logic, I should pay 50 for this, and so I shall. All right, Mini Cowboy has called Crater. Which is your name? Mini Cowboy. 
You are the biggest cowboy to me, but um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call it 50. And Mr. McGraw. Well, uh, I know that you feel a little uncomfortable when I get excited, so I'm just going to keep it at 50 for now. Yes, I, I I wouldn't say uncomfortable, sir, but I do appreciate it. Uh, and then we're going to deal the second cards. Everybody's called for 50. Everybody roll another d12. Four for Celestine. Eight for Riot. That's a six for Crater. And Yeehaw got a six as well. Okay. Riot's at 12, Celestine's at 14, Crater's at 10, and Yeehaw's at nine. All right, betting round starts with Riot. Call 50. 50 bucks in the pot. I mean, we're all having fun here. I, I don't want to spoil the party. Here we go, 50. Yes, that is how gambling works. Uh, we have another call. I'll, I'll do 50 as well. Crater, I, I think the fella dealing the cards is... Is making fun of me? Is that true? Yeah, that that's that's kind of standard around here too. No, as long not... as it's acceptable, I I I I wouldn't want to feel out of place. But if everyone's being made fun of, then I suppose that's all right. Nobody is being made fun of, and he looks very sweatily over at uh, Harley uh, before <laughs> before looking at Yeehaw. Two hundred, and we have a raise to two hundred. Thank you, Mister McGraw. Uh, Riot, would you like to put another one hundred and fifty in the pot? Yeah, why not? I like lean over the table alluringly at Yeehaw. He uh, looks at you with thirst. <laughs> God. Oh, that's terrible. That is a that is a terrible thing to say. And I, I hate Sorry. That <laughs> um, so uh, seeing uh, seeing riots uh, um, display there, I think Celestine uh, gets nervous and and spills the drink that Yeehaw had bought him all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> just just gets all flustered by but by, by riot and, and and knocks over his drink onto the chips into the cards i i am i am so very sorry i suppose i'm out for this one i am i do apologize okay the mini cowboy has folded and he like gestures for a deco drone to come over and the deco drone like flies over and starts like beaming the liquid up while it's just like wow green outfit green hand you're gonna win big and then like flies away <laughs> oh, I love that uh, so much uh crater you gonna call that one fitty i'm gonna give yeehaw like a like an up and down look all right buds you want to you want to play big it's the only way uh i will raise it 25 dollars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> crater are you sure that is that is uh that is a bold move crater <laughs> so yeehaw has put in 150 more craters raised it yeehaw would you like to commit 25 more um i mean yeah i don't sure why not <laughs> <laughs> all right i didn't know if you fall for that uh, and riot 25 more sure okay <laughs> three-handed uh very good and then we're gonna all do the another next d12 round or actually sorry at this point you may choose whether or not to roll again if you choose to not roll again and not take another card you're committed so riot if you don't roll again 12 is your number for the rest of the hand i will roll again i think okay yeah i'm gonna okay. roll as well Ooh, it's a nine Oof. I got a two. Yeehaw rolled an 11. Oh my God. So Yeehaw is sitting at 20. 20. Um, and betting is on you, Riot. Damn. I So I don't really play blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> like, where do we go from here? Uh, madam, I would recommend checking, not making any bet at this stage. All right. You could do that if you don't want to be any fun. <laughs> Uh, Mr. McGraw, Mr. McGraw, please. I got this. Don't please. worry about it. Please. Uh, miss, <laughs> the name's Yeehaw McGraw. I come here for a little bit of fun, and you look like you might need a little infusion. Ugh. Yeah, I think I need some help. <laughs> you want 
You want my help? You seem like a guy who knows what he's doing. <laughs> Madam, I, may I just point out that Mr. McGraw... Boy, Baccarat, just don't worry about it. I got this. Miss- now, listen, miss. Uh, you got yourself... No bad hand. You could you could take another cart if you're feeling dangerous. Maybe I will. Why don't you just slide a little bit of extra money in that pot and make it interesting? I I, well, I, I really I really must step in, Mister McGraw. Uh, Madam, Mister McGraw, are you sitting with a twenty. The word of this man who seems well, to know. No, no, of course yeah, that's not. Right. I'm, oh, I'm a man. <laughs> oh God! I. You know what? Do what you like. I'm gonna listen to you. Yeehaw, is it? It is. And, uh, sweetheart, listen, if if things go a little sour for you here at this hand, don't worry, I, I can cover you for the rest of the night. <laughs> Such a gentleman. Okay, I will call, um, 50, I guess. All right, boy Bakra is, like, freaking just, like, <sighs> a bit of 50... Mr. Crater. So, Mr. Mr. Baccarat, just to, just so I understand, if I if I go over twenty one, I lose. Correct? It's it's one of these kind of games. That is correct. You are not obligated to take another card, but you may call the bet without taking another card in the next round. What say you, Yeehaw? I will say that Yeehaw is beating you right now. You <laughs> no you. yeah no I do I do understand that, Mr. McGraw over there. If you're going to ask me if I'm going to take away some of my numbers, I think you're sorely mistaken, <laughs> mister. No, no, I, I feel like, I feel like, let's, let's try and make this interesting here. I will go all in again if you promise to take another card. And I will, I will also take another card. Make a persuasion check. Holy shit. Celestine is just looking back and forth here like it, like it's a tennis match. And this is very co- complicated. I, I did not realize that cards could be so serious. That's a 14. I tell you what, son. I'm in a pretty nice position here right now. And I think that I am not going to take another card on top of my 20. But why don't you meet me right back here for another hand after this? And we could make it real interesting if you'd like to throw in a little extra. What I'm saying is, if that came across a little convoluted, I'm sorry, I've had like a lot of these really <laughs> weird floral drinks. What I'm saying is, why don't you just have another hand with me after this, and I'll uh, collect my winnings from you and and uh, this fine young lady here, and we'll 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 make it interesting after this. As much as I hate to disagree with Mister McGraw, uh, I would not recommend taking another card or committing any further money to this hand. All right, Mister McGraw, I think you won this round, right? Win me my money back, please. And I fold. Yeehaw. Would you like to call 50? I would. Okay, so we're at the uh, rolling for another card part. Miss Riot, would you like another card? I would. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I got nine. Oh, it's a Busteroony. Busteroon. Oh, what a pity. And uh, the pot gets pushed to Yeehaw. <laughs> 11.25 for Yeehaw. As it is, Yeehaw has the hand. And uh, y'all have sort of discussed having another one. Um, And as you do, another voice sort of pipes up from behind the table and goes, um, Well, yeehaw, looks like we found ourselves at uh, yet another exciting blackjack table. And uh, you turn around and your game has attracted the attention of a very humanoid cloud android uh, whose eyes glow a warm amber. His body is made of a gray metal with like a purplish sheen as it catches the light. And uh, these are, you recognize sort of like specter robes. Uh, They have many elaborate details, some metal piping on the shoulder, and the fabric falls like straight down and obscures his arms within the folds as he like appears to glide along the floor towards the black jack table and he slides up and he goes 
I don't suppose there's a room at the table for an old specter. Well, I thought that you were never going to quit talking to that other table. Were you lecturing them? Well, yes. I mean, of course. They were asking me questions about, you know, my my purpose, my journey. Uh, I'm always happy to speak with those curious about the Arcana. I remember us having such a conversation the last time we found ourselves. Were they asking you or did you just hear someone say that in your ear? Well, I hear many things in my ear, my friend, and I always answer. And that's all I will say about it. And who 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 do we have here? Celestine Wanderoff, pleased to meet you, and I just reach out my hand. He reaches out and takes your hand and looks very deeply into your eyes as he shakes it and goes, Do you hear that, my boy? Uh, do you hear that? Do I, do I hear what? N- never mind, never mind. And then he takes a seat next to you and he says, Well, I believe I will join the next hand. You're getting here just in time for some fun. Yes, it was very nice to meet This is Celestine, and, and you good, sir? Uh, this is my friend Crater Wayne. It's Crater. <laughs> It's Crater. Hi. Yes. <laughs> nice to meet you, sir. I am most enchanted by you, Mr. Crater. And uh, the lady down at the end. Hello. Hi. I'm Riot. And you? Well, I'm surprised that none of you recognize me. And he just sort of waits. <laughs> <laughs> Do we recognize him? Um, everybody roll a history check. 13. 12. 13. Okay, I would say that everybody, like, vaguely recognizes this voice from, like, over the pip. This is Uncle Edict, who is a specter preacher, basically. Unky. Sorry. <laughs> what is pip exactly? Ah, yes. He sets up for the podcast? It's the portable combination cell phone television social media device that everybody in this world has one. It's for shows, it's for social media, and Uncle Edict has a a frequent sermon show on the pip. Is it like a popular show or is it like kind of like the old folks who are like at home during the daytime and they have nothing nothing better to do? It plays at the same time as Maury. Say say no more. I know exactly what you mean. I take my hat off. Oh my stars. I am so sorry, Uncle Edict, that I did not recognize you immediately. I now recognize you from all the programs that Mom Paul used to play. I must say that it is an honor to be in the same room, let alone at the same table as yourself. No matter, no matter, no matter. It's uh, always nice to be around pupils and uh, and those who are in want of saving. And he looks across the table at Yeehaw. You're uh, beefing up his old head there. <laughs> If you if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down, well, beef is a most wholesome food, sir, and I accept your compl- compliment. Uh, and boy, Bakra is like, uh, shall we play a game of blackjack, friends? Let's do it, folks. Hell yeah! Twenty-five in, everybody. Yeah, twenty-five if you're feeling boring. But I think we should, we ought to make this one interesting. What do you say, two hundred? What else you got? I've got some mighty fine weed if you like. If that's your flavor. Uncle Edict turns to you, Celestine, and is like, you say you brought some weed with you. Well, yes, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, Mom Paul grow the greatest cannabis in the fifth collide. I'm going to put a hand on Celestine's shoulder and then just, like, shake my head. <laughs> oh, uh, I have no weed. I apologize. <laughs> well, that is a real shame because it has been exceptionally hard to uh, sneak in libations this year. Not that I have ever done so, but I did notice that uh, many a fewer people seem to be carrying as the kids call it. Yeah, so uh, really hoping you got something interesting here because, well, I mean, I also heard that it was hard to get some stuff in, but, uh, well, some of us just find a way, I suppose. We do, don't we? Pointed look at Yeehaw. 
And boy Bakura is like, very good, very good. Yes, uh, here we go. And deals the first cards. Every, everybody, oh, sorry, no shit, we didn't do the first betting round. So we're all... <laughs> oh boy, you were rusty. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is not how actual blackjack works. It's true. All right, but we are, we're, we're meant to have a full betting round before we ever see a card. Is that, that the thing where like, it's not just a, a straight up Annie? Yeah, everyone has to put like at least 25 in. But there could be more. There's an opportunity to raise before we ever see a card is what you're saying. This is something I've thought about in advance. And the answer is no, you can only put in 25. This is not okay. a betting round. <laughs> this, okay. is the, this is the ante, which I definitely didn't decide just now. Okay, so everybody roll your d12 for your first cards and holler it. 10. 3. I got a 12, which I think is a 10. 7 for Yeehaw. Edict got a 5, which is a very good place to start for any hand. Uh, betting round is on you, Riot. I'll raise it 100. It's 100 to call. Well, uh, I mean, I suppose uh, I can only go up from here, so sure, here's my 100. Yeah, that's, a, that's an easy call. Now, let's, let's talk for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, miss... Sorry, did I get your name? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know that you did. It's Riot. I thought so. I thought I recognized you from the uh, pit machine. <laughs> so, uh, you know me. I mean, I've heard of you. Who hasn't? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that everybody <laughs> in this place is uh, clocking the fact that you're here. But uh, this isn't the Riot, is it? Surely not. Surely not. Why don't you take another look there, Edict? Edict, like, turns a dial on the side of his eyes that focuses his eyes. He's like, well, my goodness. Now, I, I could put in another hundred chips and just play the game as uh, as Mr. Boy Baccarat would, would have us do, but uh, I, I think... I would just absolutely love that if we could just do that. I mean, Riot, surely you're here for a little more, right? You could say that. What did you have in mind? Well, actually, I'm interested in what you had in mind. He reaches into a similar, like, a pouch around his leg, and he pulls out what looks like a small set of gears that's attached to, it's like a little metal curved piece, and he puts it on the table. Why don't you make a history check? 13. Plus zero, that's a 17. 15. So, Crater, you would recognize, you and Riot would certainly recognize that this is a weapon mod. Celestine would as well with that check, but I don't think, Celestine, you've used many of these. But this is a weapon mod that you can add to your weapon with some good tinkering skills and make it, you know, a little bit more interesting. Crater's eyes turn green when he sees this item up on the table. Oh my god. Okay. Interesting. 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 That is a fine piece of equipment you have. What are you looking for exactly for me in return? What do you got? I think you've heard what I got. I don't know if I can put it on the table. What am I missing? I feel like I am out of the loop on this, my friends. I, I don't... I, what, what, what is everyone talking about? I just want to remind everybody that uh, I am only liable and responsible for the chips on the table. Anything happening outside of that, uh, Riscotech is not liable. I whisper kind of just in a way that the, only the earpiece could be heard, and I say, don't worry about it, and then kind of lock eyes with Celestine and pat the pouch on my thigh. Celestine just nods as though he understands. <laughs> well, if I am not mistaken, betting round is up to me, and if I am aware of what is being discussed here, there is a bit of uh, libations on the line here, and I don't really know what I have to offer except oh yes and he freaking like reaches into his pocket takes out a handful of interesting looking tokens they're not uh, poker chips and they're not gold 
And he sort of like flashes one in his hand and like looks askance at Yeehaw and is just sort yeehaw! of like Yeehaw, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, could have used one of these last month, couldn't you? <laughs> um, and anybody who wants to roll another history check for me can do so. Uh, I got six. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, oh shit. Um, so these tokens are passage tokens, right? They they allow passage like into and out of sort of like restricted zones. Are they are they hard to come by or are they expensive? Like what 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 would I know about these tokens? Yeah, they're not really like for purchase, really. They have to be like given to you. And while not rare, they're sort of hard to get your hands on. So yeah, they they are a good addition to this pot. These are also like specter made tokens like they're four specters yeah and i think with a nat 20 you would also understand that a restricted zone currently is uh tropo neo vega with how big of an event there is going on right now okay so a person would need one of these tokens to easily get out of tropo neo vega right now well one could assume that with a nat 20 it would make it a little easier okay oh, damn. that is a surprising cache of coins that you've got there I'm shocked that you just carry that around. Well, I don't know why you would be shocked if you know who I am. I think you'll find plenty of things shock me. Well, I certainly hope to shock you by the end of this hand. Not, And I just want to make it clear, I do not have any interest in the uh, unsavory items being offered. I'm merely here to uh, remove them from circulation and to better the world. <laughs> uh-huh. sure you does, are. That, does anybody else hear that? Does anybody hear that? Um, anyway, never mind. Uh, yes, this is my contribution. And with that, we're going to take our second cards. Uh, things are already spicy. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right. Four. Celestine got uh, an 11, so 10 more for Celestine. Uh, I, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Crater just hit a blackjack. Oh. Uh, <laughs> freaking edict's like, oh, my goodness. You're joking me. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, is, is that good? Did I win? God, is that good? Did you win? Uh, edict... <laughs> Got a 10, so he's at 15. Yeehaw. Uh, Yeehaw got a 3, so he's at 10. Now, normally in normal blackjack rolls, a 10 and an ace beats any other type of 21. Let's say no. (laughs) You can still tie Crater for the purposes of good times. Gotta try. All right, so betting round. We got Riot 14, Celestine 13, Crater with a blackjack, Yeehaw with a 10, and Edict with a 15, and round is on Riot. Uh, I'm going to put in everything. All my chips. All in. And let's pretend that we count it and we know exactly how much it is. Yeah. It's all in. (laughs) Well, I must confess, I find this game incredibly confusing. Uh, (laughs) But if I do understand the math correctly, it seems that Crater has the winning hand. So I will sit this one out. Celestine is folded. Crater, uh, Riot's all in with a 14. Would you like to call? I am all in as well. Crater's all in. (laughs) Mr. Yeehaw. Well, that is very interesting. And I am... Well, uh... surely you're not going to back out of this hand now. You're sitting with a 10. I thought you were... I thought you were the ballsiest gambler this side of the... of the jaggedy jacks. (laughs) Uncle Edic, that is some colorful language that I did not expect to hear from you. I have the balls that need... that are... I have the biggest balls on this side of the jaggedy jacks. You are correct, Edict. I'm just trying to figure out what an appropriate addition to this table is you can see that boy bakra is just sort of like looking across the room at mc early high stakes just like shaking his head and like lifting his hands like like mouthing like i don't know i don't know (laughs) well if it's chips you're after then no problem i can match you unless you got anything else that's 
interesting. Well, uh, I'm afraid I put my most interesting items into the pot already, although... Money is going in, fine, whatever. Eric looks at Eha. You know, Mr. McGraw, I think I will be the better and more holy man. And he folds. We got three all in, so now we're just either taking cards or folding. I'm going to go with another card. Okay. Three. Okay, you're sitting at a 17. Uh, And uh, I'm going to pull an ace from this here deck. Uh, I... Pulled two aces in the form of an 11, so. (laughs) Well, Crater's sitting at 20. This is getting sweaty. We're all in, so we're just right back around to Riot. Fuck it. Uh, And I got an eight, so. (laughs) All right. (laughs) A valiant effort for Riot to hit that 21. Yeehaw, there is one card that will save you, my friend. I'm going to pull an ace from this deck. Whoops. (laughs) Dropped an ace on the floor. Let me try again right into my... Das box. That's on top of my desk. I rolled a nine. <laughs> and well, shit. What a shame. Oh my god, I did roll a one on the floor. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, Mr. McGraw, but floor cards do not count as we discussed oh, last damn year. Damn it, boy Baccarat. You gotta give me one one of these days. Mr. McGraw, you know I have no control over what happens at this table. We also talked about this last year. Congratulations, Mr. Wayne. And he pushes, like, the freaking treat from Yeehaw, the token from Edict, and just a massive pile of coins that I'm assuming Jay kept track of. Yeah, I did. It's 400 plus all the all-ins. So <laughs> so y'all have, let's just call it... 1900. 1900. I lean over to Crater and just go, oh my stars, Crater, you are so wealthy. My goodness, I don't even think we need to do what we were came here to do tonight. We can just take this and go, can't we? I mean, we don't need to take anything. We just want it all. Are you saying that out loud? Like, very quietly. Make a stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm helping because I put, I put like my arm up on the table to like shield our conversation sure, a little bit. Sure, sure. Make a stealth check with advantage. I do appreciate the advantage there. It was a five and now it's a dirty 20. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. We are looking pretty rich at the moment, but I don't think this is really enough to really jump ship. I think what we have waiting for is probably a little bit more money than what's currently in our hands more money oh my stars well uh, i mean all right well if you say so crater if you i th- you know best i'm i'm with you buddy all right and i clap my hands and i disrupt the huddle and i'm back at attention to the table all right well as you're back at attention to the table um you notice that boy bakara and most other people are uh looking towards the center of the room because mc hardly high stakes has kind of like levered herself up a little bit and is now Addressing the room, thank you for coming, everybody. It is so marvelous to see all these familiar faces here at Riscotech Casino. I hope you've all been enjoying yourselves this evening and not getting into too much trouble. <laughs> but if I may... <laughs> Sorry, that was amazing. <laughs> but if I may interrupt your pretty festivities, I would like to announce the spinning of the wheel of fortune will take place in the next five minutes if you would all like to proceed towards the viewing area. And then she sort of does a very elegant scoot off on her unicycle wheel to go talk to important people and make her way up to the front uh, where indeed everybody is sort of like moving towards the the wheel. Well, folks, I think that's our cue to leave. Slash... Go talk to Harley Highstakes before she gets up on stage. But I think I can do it pretty quickly. Or, you know, just maybe get up and go for a washer and break. That's right. right. 
right? <laughs> this is all very exciting. Uh, okay, gentlemen, it was it was it was a pleasure to meet you. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you around town sometime soon. As you turn around, um, you notice that Uncle Edict is like already gone. Oh, okay. It was a pleasure to meet you in person, Uncle Edict. From actually like immediately behind you, he's just like, "Well, it was a pleasure to meet you too, my oh, friend." My, and- oh my stars! You just <laughs> you just appeared there. My goodness, I was uh, I was looking in the entire wrong direction. Oh my. Well, I, I tend to come wherever I am needed, and at that moment, I felt I was needed Gross. by you. And in in fact, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he just like gives a look at Crater <laughs> real quick. And he's like, "My boy, uh, w- would you mind? Could we have a word privately for one minute?" Uh, privately? Well, I mean, I suppose anything you can say to me, you can say in front of my friend Crater here. Well, no, that's not always the case, and. I am a man of God, and I think that you should come with gods, and I think that you should come with me, just for a moment. <laughs> All right, well, if it's uh, if it's just a quick word, I suppose. As everybody's sort of milling towards the wheel, Uncle Edict leads you in somewhat of the opposite direction, you know, just sort of leads you in front of this, like, one of the massive, like, uh, slot machines, so there's lots of lights and colors surrounding you, it's somewhat private. And he just leans in, and he says, whatever you're here for is of far more importance than you or I understand, my boy. And I'm not sure what this feeling means, but I do know that whoever is asking you to do what you came here to do is not to be trusted, and you should come to me after you've completed your task. Well, Uncle Edict, I I believe you're trying to give me some sagely advice, and I do appreciate the thought, but the implication of your words would suggest that I'm not to trust a friend of mine, and I'm afraid I can't just jump to that conclusion. The messages from the Arcana are rarely so clear. In fact, if you listen, you can hear the most unexpected things. And right now, I'm hearing... Can you hear it? Can you hear the... Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm afraid I don't hear a bum. Well, surely you must. But I can hear it. And on top of that, I'm hearing a message about you. And the message is that you need me and that you need to come to me. Uncle Edict, uh, actually, can I roll an insight check? Hell yeah. Not that Celestine's particularly insightful. Yeah, it's a 12. He seems to be very certain that the message he is receiving is correct. You notice as you get closer and he's starting to talk about these sorts of things, he's a little bit erratic and maybe even a slight bit twitchy. Mm. Uncle Edict, uh, again, do appreciate your concern and consideration uh, for one such as myself, and I will give your words some serious thought. But now I must return to my friends, so uh, I, I bid you a good evening, sir. Do as you will, my son. And he sort of just, like, stands under the slot machine and watches you go. All right. Celestine is deeply troubled. As uh, as you sort of break away from Uncle Edict, everyone else is crowding around the, the Wheel of Fortune. And uh, actually, roll me a history check. Oh, that's a nat 20. That's a nat 20. Another one. As you look up at the wheel, having had this conversation with Edict, your guard is kind of down and you're you're a little bit like unsettled. And you look up and you, you just sort of catch a sight of the wheel and you feel as though there's something you remember about it. And it comes to you all at once that the wheel is the only relic that exists that is pre-oop. So this thing is like ancient and that's sort of like a piece of knowledge that like you recall as you look at the wheel. Okay. Crater, I, I had a very odd conversation with Uncle Edict there and it seems like he knows something about what we're here to do and he 
told me that I shouldn't trust the person who brought me here, but of course you're the person that brought me here, and I mean, I've, as you know, I trust you with my life, and so I'm I'm ju- I'm just very I'm I'm having a confusing moment here, and I'm I'm not I'm not sure what to do about it. Uh, Uncle Edict feels like. I should come to him when all this is said and done, and I suppose that would mean not leaving with you, but it doesn't feel right. I will have you know that I've, I've never crossed anybody that's been on my side before in my entire life. Are we going to believe some celebrity? Man loses his entire wealth to us in, in a blackjack game, and now is all of a sudden trying to get in on the action? I wouldn't pay too much mind to that. I suppose there's some sense in that. Is there? Is there anything else about this? This whole business, I should know anything. Anything you haven't haven't told me yet? Mm, no, I don't. I don't think so. I knew it. Thank you so much, Crater. You made me feel so much better. <laughs> and God. I'll, I'll just I'll just put a hand on his shoulder and give him a good nod, and then turn to watch Riot. All right. So Riot is making her way towards uh, the MC. Yes. Mm-hmm, that's right. So as you do a hand reaches out from the crowd and an older human woman who looks to be about mid 80s dark skin tall and very long-legged with long black hair uh she's wearing an elaborate silk red robe that hangs open in layers of drapery revealing a short matching silk negligee oh my well 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 (gasps) they do say that it's not a party unless riot crashes it (laughs) you know what they say riot sweetheart of course you remember me mesmera mesmera so good to see all of you (laughs) likewise it's it's okay it's been several parties since we've last interacted but i'm just i'm so relieved that you're here i mean i was kind of hoping that someone might bring some excitement and i know what you're known for i do deal in excitement um I don't know if tonight's my night, though, you know? I don't want to detract from the importance of the occasion. Make a deception check. All right. Uh, all right, I got a 19 plus 2, 21. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm just understand that you're here to just party? That's right. I'm in the process of incarnating some chaos in the upcoming events to follow. Uh, but tonight... You know, just riding under the radar, enjoying the events, looking at your beautiful face. Well, (laughs) I can't say I'm not disappointed, but I guess I'll also tell you that I'm in Troponia for a little bit if you'd like to get together, if you need anything. And I mean, if you're not planning anything for this get together, you know you're always welcome at my parties. Surely you have something planned for some event coming up and I would love to be the host. That would be... Unbelievable. I'd be over the moon. Tonight, I do feel like I'm otherwise engaged, but I, I'm yours next time I have. Is that a promise? You know it is. All right, Riot, roll me a history check. All right. Uh, 21. <laughs> oh, wow. You for sure have been around, Ms. Mara. In fact, you know that the hot and heavy family, which Ms. Mara is like the current matriarch of, is like known for being these like ultra famous legacy family in the royals. They're all of them like smoking hot. Uh, they're devotees of the empress and they tend to throw like amazing events. So this is like a super fun uh, offer from Ms. Mara for sure. Amazing. Do I think that she would appreciate like a small 
uh, libation. Oh, for sure she would. Like you, you know, Ms. Mara is down for a good. Okay, time. cool. So I like reach down to my like bare skin of the thigh and to my pack and unlatch the side to grab a very small package in my hand and I grab her hand with both of mine and slip it into her palm and close her hand around it and say, for you, for your night, think of me. Oh, I wish I had something in return, but I do appreciate this. I'm so glad that you brought a little bit of fun with you. (laughs) Every time. Did I notice that from afar? I'm assuming perception. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, that's pretty good. What's a new character? Don't know my stats off by heart. Minus one. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a 15. From the corner of your eye, you notice that Riot is stopped. And so that catches your attention. And you you do see that she's had an exchange with this person. Noted. Thank you. Okay, so I think I continue on towards the MC at this point. Assuming I can I can get to her to, before she gets on stage. Yeah, are you trying to like be sneaky or are you try just like running up like, "Hey, I know she's going to know who I am." So I just go up to be like, "You look gorgeous kind of thing. I want her to notice me." As you come up, uh she's like sort of making a beeline for the platform. People are gathering uh, and she she sort of sees you coming and does a double take and you see her like flip face is like very focused. And as soon as she sees you, it turns to like the widest smile possible. And she's like, well, oh my goodness. What a marvelous delight it is to see you here tonight. Carly High Stakes, you look fetching. You know, I do pride myself on knowing all the gossip. And yet I had no idea that you were in Trebunio Vega. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of everywhere. That is what they say. Well, you also look marvelous, Thank although you. it would be quite a shock if you didn't. <laughs> You're too kind. This is an extraordinary event. You really outdone yourself with this one. Oh, thank you, kind. Oh, sorry, one second. And she just like turns and just like glares randomly at it, like a floor supervisor who just like freezes and like remembers something and goes like fucking running back away. And she's just like, <laughs> like, sorry about that. I just wanted to thank you for your hospitality and to, you know, wish you luck. This is a big, big day. Spinning of the wheel. The biggest, darling. Well, so good to see you. Well, it's marvelous to see you too. And don't forget, when you post about this on Pip, be sure to give a little shout out to Harley. <laughs> you know I will. Can I use a sleight of hand to try to get the card from her as I leave? Yes, you can. All right. Sky, I'll have you know, this whole heist comes down to you at this very moment. (laughs) If you roll a nat one here, you have killed all of our characters (laughs) in the first episode. Jesus. I think as I kind of see Riot starting to like say goodbye i might notice like a like a waiter behind me that's holding like a thing of like a tray of champagne or something like that i might like back into him (gasps) quote unquote on accident to create a big noise you're perfect maybe help off help out with this this is great um give me some kind of role for that give me like a performance performance role yeah can i give him the help action i'll 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 make a (laughs) i'll make a scene with him sure you can give the help action to give the help action Uh, oh boy, I rolled double 13s, so uh, it's a 14. Okay, there is a moment where Harley High Stakes, like, gives one of her sharp, like, face expression flips over in your direction. And in that moment, Riot, uh, roll your sleight of hand with advantage. All right. All right. I I got the same each time, which was... Oh, God. 24. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. <laughs> God, I love roads so much. Oh, man, I was sweating. I was sweating. just, I just barely do you get this key card. <laughs> also, as you go to get it, Mesmera kind of like wanders up near Harley, and she like looks at Harley and she's just like, "Don't you know who this is?" And she gives you like a little moment to uh, grab what you're trying to get, Mesmera. Amazing. Okay, well, I'll be like, all right, well, toodaloo, gotta go. Won't keep you from the uh, stage. So good to see you. Well, thank you so much for coming to pay your respects, darling. And do uh, keep your fingers crossed for your favorite archetype when we spin the wheel. (laughs) You know I will. Goodbye, darling. Good night, darling. Miss Mara. Amazing. Creator is like over top of this this waiter. Like, oh my God, but I'm so sorry. Here, here. Uh, uh, I'll start like scooping up some glass and putting it back on the tray. Celestine is is like trying to help like clean clean the the, the champagne off of the waiter's uh, <laughs> outfit. Is just like with his sleeve, just like oh, we're gonna get that out. Don't you worry. Boy Bakara has been pulled from the blackjack table after that freaking fiasco and is now serving drinks, which you've uh, poured all oh. over him. Oh, Mr. Boy. Oh, I got, I'm <laughs> so sorry for the trouble. Here, Gen- here's Gen- seven hundred and fifty. Coins. Gentlemen, oh God, um, I uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this will buy me many new uniforms. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever feel like you just want to get away? You know, leave this life behind you. Find, find what's what else is out there past the horizon. Find a new life for yourself. He puts a hand on your shoulder and leans in. He's just like, take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah. I, I kind of recoil a little bit from that. <laughs> oh God. As you all deal with the uh, downed boy Baccarat and spilled drinks everywhere and for Riot, a key card in hand, you start to head to the north side of the room, which is easy at this point because the crowd is currently a flutter as uh, Harley Highstakes steps onto a circular disc platform that begins to move, lifting her up to the wheels lever. When she arrives, she raises her hand with a flourish and after a dramatic pause, pulls the lever down with a practice snap sending the wheel and the crowd into a spinning frenzy. The partygoers cheer and shout encouragement to the wheel, entreating it to land on their particular favorite arcana, or pleading for it to avoid the likes of the tower or the devil. After a minute or so, the wheel begins to slow. It clicks past the star, and then the moon. And a hopeful gasp as it appears to pause on the sun, but no, past the sun. And the crowd very suddenly falls silent as, will it? Yes, it is. The hand slides past judgment and for the very first time in recorded history, lands firmly on the world. Everyone is motionless. The normally imperturbable Harley falters for a moment, takes a breath to speak, and what sounds like an explosion. Distant, but alarmingly significant enough to cause a tremor and a flickering of the lights. Then all is still. With a couple of sharp, meaningful looks, Harley sends three floor supervisors scampering into action, her orders silently understood. The next moment, she is all smiles and addresses the crowd. Oh, well, what what a marvelous excitement. Surely just some scrapper, overzealous scrapper party going on in the background here, but my goodness, a landmark spinning of the wheel, and 
if you'll excuse me, uh, I have a couple of things to attend to. And she uh, levers herself down and goes zooming across the floor as uh, everybody sort of like calms down and begins to talk excitedly amongst themselves about the wheel landing on the world. <laughs>